Hello, my friends. This is Andy coming to you live from Orange County, California. I'm back home. I'm in my studio. I got the kids here listening, watching. Uh, this is an exciting time. Been to church today twice. We had a men's thing. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. But before I go much further, let me go ahead and get into the uh, sponsors. Um, and we're going to be just talking about two today, and that is uh, today's happycoffee.com. One of the things that I missed while I was in the hospital uh, with this COVID-19 is my happy coffee products and my zest and my lemonade and my uh, Georgia peach. Um, I really believe that um, we always have to be careful when we talk about supplements, because if you try to say too much, then uh, the FDA gets uh, upset. But um, of course, I have my great CBD products, which I'll talk about in one second, but the happy coffee with the, um, the the happy hormone boosting um, additives that they have in there for dopamine, oxytocin, um, serotonin, and um, endorphins, uh, along with the appetite suppressant, along with whatever else is in there that's goodness, um, I noticed the difference. Obviously, I was sick, but I noticed the difference because um, uh, there's this feeling of happiness Strangely enough, I know it's straight. It's called happy coffee for a reason. Um, and it's not, uh, I'm not uh, making anything up. I'm just telling you there's a sense of happiness that kind of happens. Uh, right now, I'm still in a little bit of a fog because I'm still sucking on some oxygen, some other stuff. But um, the overall happiness feeling uh, that I've had over the last five, six months that I've been using the product, um, I've missed. And so I'm really happy to bring that back with, this is one of the tubs with the, the happy coffee in it. You just take a scoop out of here, put it in some um, hot water. You can even make cold coffee. You can do whatever it was. Um, uh, and then they also have now the Elevate Max, which is an, a, an, an additional uh, capsule, which is called Magic in a Capsule and gives you tons of energy, tons of energy. And I've missed it and I can't wait to get back on it. I had my first cup of my first cup of happy coffee earlier this morning and uh, it felt great and it tastes great. Um, it tastes different, a slightly different probably than your regular coffee, but uh, I miss the taste. I miss the um, the feeling that it gave me. And so make sure and give it a shot. It's uh, a, you know, a money back guarantee. If you don't like it, you can return it, um, uh, but it's well worth it. I would give it a shot. I've lost several pounds, 25, 30 pounds. You've seen the pictures. Um, what the hell? You know what? Today's a great day. I feel good enough to show you. This is what I used to look like. Oh, so let me get rid of that banner. Sorry. Uh, right there. So uh, see that belly up there that I had for a little while? I got to let it get away from myself. I was going through a divorce. All the excuses that you have for getting fat, I got fat. And so, and then uh, that's uh, um, uh, about three months ago was the lower half pictures. Um, <clears throat> I probably have a, have a complete six pack now. I just don't want to show you on camera. Uh, but uh, that that's the difference uh, from when I started using Happy Coffee and to what um, I kind of look like now and probably even a little bit thinner. And so uh, overall, right, when you when you uh, uh, get rid of fat, excess fat, <clears throat> when you have your endorphins and everything working for you, um, and you, um, you know, have an overall better feeling throughout the day, at the end of the night, when it's time to go to sleep, rest like I've never had before. Um, and so I'm really getting excited to get right back into the routine as I get back in there. So that's one. The other one is uh, today's CBD oil. Today's CBD oil. This virtually changed my life the day I started taking it. There we go. Oops, let's get a, wow, my lighting. I must, the camera must be, I can't even zoom in on it. What the hell's going on? There is a picture of CBD. <laughs> the bottle's in there. Here, let me just take out the bottle. There we go. The CBD bottle. Um, uh, virtually was the first thing in my wellness journey uh, that uh, my blood pressure seemed to have uh, lowered. I can't tell you that it's the product because I can't tell you that. I can just tell you, coincidentally enough, when I started taking this great CBD product from Viseo, one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world, um, again, 
same thing. Many wonderful things began to happen and felt much, much better. So uh, these two products I recommend highly. Please uh, go ahead and go to todayscbdo.com for the CBD products or go to todayshappycoffee.com, which is a separate company um, for the happy coffee products. All right, let's see who's on. Maureen, nice to see you. I feel great. Maureen, thank you for asking. Uh, again, went, I've been to church twice today. Um, I do have to still be on a little bit of oxygen. Uh, that is going to probably happen for the next couple days still. Um, but I'm much improved. Um, I've been pretty consistently in the 96 level as far as uh, my my uh, oxygenation. Oxygenation is that? I'm not sure how you say it. Uh, but um, <clears throat> it's been it's been staying consistently up. You're going to hear me cough and kind of gasp for uh, air just a little bit here, but that's that's just kind of what's going to be happening for a while. My lungs are slightly damaged for the COVID-19. Um, it'll it'll improve and things will get better, and I won't have to be on oxygen much longer. But thank you for asking. And uh, Bev, nice to see you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, all right. So uh, I want to go ahead and get into a little bit. I, I, kind of this happens all the time. I really wasn't planning on doing a show tonight, but but based on our message today from church and then the men's gathering that we had at church later on at four o'clock, I went with my son, my 14-year-old son, um, and it was just four men uh, about being masculine in uh, God's word and in life as a father, as a, as a husband, as a, a boyfriend, as a, as a, as a leader in, in business. Uh, what does that look like moving forward? It's called BUDS. Uh, buds is the name of a particular uh, uh, time in SEAL training. Uh, I'm not sure that Buds means anything in real relationship to this program yet. I, I don't know if they come up with the acronym to match the BUDS uh, or not. I don't know. Uh, but um, Gerardo, yes, CBD one, the best product on the market. You're absolutely correct, Gerardo. All right. So, um, so we had that going on today. Um, but the reason I wanted to come on is because of something I've, I've not heard of it before, uh, but I'm sure it's very popular. Other people heard it, but the, it's called um, the, the Modesto Manifesto. Billy Graham, I guess, some time ago uh, through some other uh, church leaders, they came up with a manifesto to to protect the church from scandal. Um, uh, as, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and probably not getting it exactly right. But uh, out of that uh, came uh, some other stuff. And essentially today what happened is the title of my my present, my uh, my live today is um, the three things that are most likely to bring down a company, a marriage, um, a congregation, um, a country. Yes, a country. They all have the same three three things in common that can bring them down. If it's not one, it could be all three, and that is sex, money, and power. Sex, money, and power are the things that control so much of everything that we do in our existence as a, a human. Um, they can all be fantastic, right? All of them can be amazing. They all so can be terribly destructive. And um, as I'm putting together, and I'm going to go ahead and go to this uh, real quick thing, really quick, this program that I'm putting together called the Orange County Patriot Program, or project, Orange County Patriot Project that I'm starting. Um, there are three pillars that this organization, this this project that I'm building are going to stand on. That's God, country, and family. God, country, and family are the three pillars for my project called Orange County Patriot Project. When we're talking about being um, in Christ, in God, uh, in um, promoting and supporting a strong country and U.S. constitution and family, the thing that we need to protect ourselves in all aspects of bringing back our country to a place where it used to be. Um, having strong churches and congregations in our community to having strong leadership in politics, having strong leadership in business, 
in um, uh, uh, you know leadership roles in regard to teachers and schools and coaches, uh, especially boys coaches uh, in, on the football field or the lacrosse field or the hockey ice rink, that all of the things that we need to always be protecting ourselves in regard to guard country and uh, God country and family is that we need to protect ourselves from the evils or the difficulties that can come up from sex, money, and power. Again, all important in our life, all destructive, all good. Just depends on how you use them. And as I'm moving forward, I just wanted to bring these up because it's so important to talk about it uh, as I'm beginning this, this project and how we're going to incorporate it into the mission statement, how we're going to incorporate it in what it is that we're going to be supporting as far as politicians and what it is they are doing to protect our children from the evils of those things that could come into our world. And, and, and as I thought about it more, and the more reason I decided to come on is because it couldn't be more clear now. It's almost every day something, another piece of the puzzle kind of comes flying in, right, from one place or another. And you got these little pieces that come in. I'm dealing with, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of stuff, right? I've, I've been in the hospital. Uh, there was a day where they didn't know if I was going to make it to the next day and had me signing a uh, do not resuscitate type of thing, uh, documentation. <laughs> and, um, you know, and so there was a lot of dealing with that, being in the hospital, being sick, and then having the kids that are five kids in my home while I'm not here taking care of themselves with the help of my oldest daughter, my 26 year old who did an amazing job. Uh, I have a friend named Hedia who's been helping and, and fantastic. You'll learn more about her in the next couple of weeks coming up uh, and how powerful that her presence was and, and helping with me, what I was going on with the hospital and then also what was going on at the home and having that little bit of a connection there too. Uh, and then my, my church family from uh, Yorba Linda Friends Church who got together and, and made meals. So there was a lot of moving parts, a lot of things happening uh, that were going on. And when I look at that alone, Right. That that aspect alone um, was a a launching board to realizing that how important community is, the love of family is, uh, the love of church and God and prayer, that all those things were manifesting itself. I hope that's the right word, way of using this word, manifesting itself all in one two week period of time in my life to to illustrate to me the importance of everything that I'm, I think that I'm going to be moving forward with. And what I've um, uh, took for granted, that what I took for granted for my 50 plus years on this planet, that there was, I've just always been blessed and never always knew it. And, and now how is it that I can spread the good fortune that I've had over the last couple of weeks, 58 years, um, to help other people that may not have some of the understandings and things that happening or the uh, the type of personality I have, uh, which may be slightly different some, from some of the other personalities that are out there. And how do I help men become stronger? How do I help young men become more masculine? How do I help men become more godly? How do I help men guard themselves against sex, money, power, uh, and using it in a way that's destructive and not constructive? How, how is that all going to culminate? So I hope all that, all that jumbled up mess of words I just used all made sense, that I have a history I have knowledge, I have failure, I have success. I have a, a, a an example that just occurred with me of how community can work and how God could work and how prayer can work uh, to a positive end. And now taking all that information and now passing it along, all right? So I hope that all makes sense. I, I have a huge stuff, a huge amount of stuff, a huge amount of knowledge. Uh, another thing I've heard a lot lately is that you, you it, there's a time to stop learning and there's a time to start doing, right? You can gather knowledge and you can always continue, but at some point, 
with all the knowledge that you're learning, all the mistakes that you've learned through the past, all the things that you've been through, there's a time that now you need to start doing something with it. Right. It's, it's, it's fine to be able to get on a stage or I've done PowerPoint presentations. I've spoken at men's group. I've talked about and you sit there and talk. And you hope that maybe somebody will take a little nugget here and a little nugget there and maybe it'll change their life or we'll do something slightly differently. We'll give them a positive out. But that's that's different than actually doing something. I need to now do something more with the knowledge, with everything that's happened. And and then today with this added little piece of the puzzle, how is it now? Do I incorporate these three um, concerns, these three points to kind of build on uh, a program that will help men become more masculine, better fathers, better uh, husbands, better leaders in their businesses and better leaders on the sports field, for instance. How, how is it that we do that? Um, and let, let's just first, I'm just going to maybe kind of pin down these, a couple of these things. And, and why sex? What is the big deal about sex? And, and it's a pretty easy one, right? We, we know what's happening in our world in regard to uh, pornography and uh, the Instagram pictures and um, uh, Facebook videos, YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I am surely one of those people who had, uh, had, had been uh, unfortunately on the side of uh, being partaking and, uh, uh, and and watching, looking, and, and doing things um, in that area that it, it just would it's wasted time. <laughs> Number one. Number nine. And then we did learn also that it changes the chemistry in your in your brain about sexuality and a bunch of other stuff. So all those things are true. And um, even more and deeper than that, we've seen scandals within our country with with billionaires, right? Huge money moguls. And I, the names are going to escape me right now, but uh, some of the people that have been in the news um, and, and sex trafficking and and the uh, Lola Express that went to an island, right? Where the Clintons went with a bunch of other people um, and um, and did questionable things, right? And, and then what he, what the President Clinton did in the Oval Office. And uh, and, you, and you see this with pastors, right? Getting caught up in, in sex scandals and that kind of stuff. So we know this is a huge problem. It brings down organizations. It brings down government. It is a huge problem we have in our government right now. In the state of California, when we conduct a sexual sexual education, sex education in our schools, they're they're they're, they're bringing a program, a, a curriculum that brings down sexual education all the way to the kindergarten level. That includes, um, um, uh, you know, LGBTQ, LMNOP, um, uh, uh, you know, gay sex, all this, all whatever, all this crap is which is so unnecessary. My job as a parent is to teach my children about sexual education. For the most part, uh, it is not my school's job. It's not my, the teacher's kindergarten teacher's job to teach my, my kindergartner about gay sex, uh, about what is anal sex? It, it, where do you go to get an abortion? I mean, none of that is their, <laughs> that is not their job. Their job is to teach my kids about math, reading, right? History, U.S. history. Uh, and, and, and so as, as we bring, we, we begin to normalize all these uh, issues in regard to sex. And I'm not a prude. I'm surely not a prude, right? I'm surely been in a, in a life of, of sexual activity, uh, you know, for, for years of my life. And it, it, so this is not something that I'm trying to tell you that I'm suddenly this um, uh, pasty white, uh, clean uh, man. No, I'm just telling you that I know the difficulties that can come with um 
going in, in a direction that's way too far and too deep in the direction that is just not moral, number one, and it gets you into trouble. And so uh, we need to get our schools out of the sex business is what I'm telling you. <laughs> and so as I'm moving through with the um, Orange County Patriot Project, that is one of the things that I think is really going to be one of the cornerstones that for me is addressing this issue in regard to sex education in our schools. Um, this, this, this talk I'm having you is just to share with you and, and maybe even get some feedback as to what your thoughts are about this too. If you, if you think, you know, Andy, you know, that, that seems very strange. You want to talk about this, but I, I don't think so. When we're talking about protecting our country, as we move forward, when we're talking about electing the right people for our, these government positions of city council, mayor, um, uh, senators and representatives and, and congressmen and all these kinds of things, when we're looking at our candidates, what is their view on sex education in our education system. And what 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 is it we're teaching? What's what's important? How about just safe sex? How about not having sex? <laughs> How about building relationships? How about a loving relationship? Let's teach about loving relationship education, not sexual education. And then and then and then leave it to the parents. And I know all parents aren't great teachers, so don't get me wrong, but I do not think it's the job my a, a teacher who has a bent on Black Lives Matter, that is their, you know, that is their religion. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. They're the Antifa, right? We know they're in there because we, we can see that in the, in the uh, LA uh, Teachers Union. They will not go back to, to school teaching until you dismantle and def defund the police officers. And then they want this BLM um, uh, history being taught in the schools. So do I want that person, do I want those teachers teaching my children also about sexual education, considering they want to dismantle the nuclear family? They don't believe in man and woman. They believe in man, woman, tr all these other things, transgender, you know, whatever. I, there's like 56 other stuff. I do not want them teaching my children about sexual education. That's my job. And so as we move forward, I want, I, I, the, the sex thing was the first on my list and I want to address it and get it out of the way. Uh, and again, my children are sitting right here. And so we're talking about this freely and we can have this discussion because I know my children and I know that what we believe and I know that we believe in God and I know that we believe that there's a man and a woman and who gets married is a man and a woman. That doesn't mean that I hate gays. It doesn't mean that I don't understand that some guy likes to dress like a woman because he feels like a woman. I understand that that's going on. That's happening. And so my job is to teach them about, hey, there's some people that simply feel this way. There's people that feel like they're a dog. There's grown adults that feel like they're a baby and they wear a diaper because they feel like a baby. They, we have people to do that. That's what happens. That's, it's in our world. But do I need a teacher who's supposed to be teaching math, teaching my children, hey, it's okay if you wear a diaper and you're 35 years old and you don't need to and you, and you suck on a bottle at night. No, I don't. <laughs> no, there are people that do that. But let's go back to the arithmetic, right? They can ask, ask your dad about the, the, these people and what's going on. And I'll tell you that, they, you know, we have people that have some issues that are, are probably not healthy. Uh, but when it comes to God, when it comes to the Bible, there's a man, there's a woman, a man and a woman get married, they have kids, and so on and so forth. And this goes on. Uh, how do you keep from getting pregnant? You don't have sex. Pretty easy. <laughs> Right. He keeps things down to the brass tacks and keep them simple. They're actually pretty simple. All right. And so I just want to address this thing because the sex, I'll say it one more time for my, my kids here, is great. Right. It is great, but it is also evil uh, when it tears, tears apart a, a family. It is 
evil when it tears apart a, a corporation. It is evil when it tears apart a, a congregation, when it brings down a pastor, when it brings down a, um, uh, a you know, uh, a, a major corporation. I think I might have said that one before. Right? And so we, we, we have to find this balance. Uh, what are we going to do? As the Orange County Patriot Project, excuse me, I got burps too. Um, uh, the Orange County Patriot Project is that where does this fit in? Where is the, Where is this component? How do we educate? How do we help men become more masculine and understanding that sexuality is between them and their wife uh, and, um, and, and do it well uh, in the sense that it is healthy, it is good for the family, it shows um, a commitment to the marriage. It shows that you love one uh, another, that you have in, that you're intimate um, and care about each other. That's the most important thing. God gave us this as a gift, but we just need to use it as a gift and not as something that's going to get us into trouble. All right. So I hope I didn't beat that up too much. I have a feeling that I did, but I just want to make sure that that was very clear. All right. Some comments here. Let's see what everybody has to say. You found your gift. Oh, I did. Thank you. <laughs> well. It's a, it's a work in progress. Church is a great message by Pastor Jack and Dr. Yes, it was amazing today. Yes, Carl. I'm glad to see that you're on here. Um, it was amazing. Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, yep, I went to church and Pastor hit on me. So sad would not stop bugging me. My husband had to tell him. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. And it, you, and it is funny. It, it, it affects everybody. It does. I, and again, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm no, I'm no um, saint. I am absolutely no saint. And so I know how it, it, it's, it, but it has to, you have to protect yourself and guard yourself. Um, I'm going to talk about, let me just go ahead and I'm going to go, I'm going to go just one more thing here. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure what that is a bunch of shit, but okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what she's talking about, but that's okay. Um, and it can be a bunch of shit. Um, and so when it comes to, so uh, there, there, uh, there's a couple of ways to addressing, right? Some men that I know that have struggled with pornography, they have to have, uh, you know, apps on their phones. They have to have uh, accountability partners. They have to have, um, you know, it's hard for them. It's difficult for them to get through the difficulties of dealing with this thing. Um, and I need to learn more patience and how that, that all works. I have a personality that when I decide that, I, I, that something's been bad for me, I just stop doing it. Uh, it, you know, years ago when I was a detective and, and, and patrol working late at night, I was uh, way addicted to caffeine. I, I drank caffeine 20, almost 24 hours a day between, you know, Coke, uh, and Mountain Dew and coffee, double, do, you know, espresso shots in my coffee, um, back years ago as a, as a detective that I, I was having heart palpitations. I wasn't sleeping, but maybe a you know, half hour here, half hour there. And uh, it really was a bad thing for me. Um, and it was, I was addicted. I could not go the day without a nice tea, without a coffee, without something that had caffeine in it. And then one day I realized it was just really just ca ca causing uh, a toll on my health. And um, so one day I just stopped. And people, well, how did you do that? And it felt like I was getting off a of heroin, it, no doubt. Uh, but I just stopped. And then I now I have one cup of coffee in the morning. Um, now, I went for probably three years without any caffeine for a while. And then I went back to where I could just have a cup of coffee because I enjoyed it. But now what I like is this uh, happy coffee. And so now I have that. But I don't drink any sodas. Uh, I don't drink, uh, you know, I had a, I tried to have an iced tea today, but somebody put sugar in it and I don't like sugar in my iced tea. And so that I had the first tea that I've had in, you know, a long time in regard to iced tea. So, um, so I'm just telling you, my personality is that I could just stop 
whatever it is. So when it came to, um, you know, whatever, looking at bad things or doing whatever, I just, again, just stopped. I said, oh, you know, this is a bad thing. And so I, I just stop. I know that not everybody can do that. And so one of the things that I have to learn along the way is what are those other things that help other guys get through the things that they can't stop? Um, I've known friends that have had, you know, drug addictions and that kind of stuff. And I just say, why don't you just stop? <laughs> um, I got to stop smoking. Okay, just stop. Well, I can't. What do you mean you can't? Just stop. And so that kind of, I, I don't know why it doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't have maybe that addictive personality that they have, that there is obviously, and I know that the brain's a very powerful thing. So I'm, I'm, I need to learn about, you know, some of these other things. The other thing I need to have is more tolerance for people that um, have, you know, there's people that whine and cry and I have little <laughs> patience for whining and crying about your past, about having ADD, about being stressed and about um, having anxiety and that kind of stuff. And I just have very, I just look and say, I, I, I've had anxiety, I've had depression, um, but, um, um, but don't whine about it, do something about it. Don't whine about it. What what have you done to get out of it? What have you what exercise have you done? Have you got up and instead of whining and crying that I'm depressed, what did you go to the gym? Did you get on a bicycle and go for a ride? Did you um, you know do something else? Uh, I'm not. I got to really be stronger and not being so intolerant of <laughs> of whininess. And so I'm 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 battling that. I'm I'm I have a little bit of an issue with that. So I know that that those are some of my issues I have to deal with. And so there are these aspects as I move forward that I have to be stronger on that. So one of the things I'm, I'm reaching out as I tell you this is to, um, as we're doing some of these things, especially those of you who are close to me, is that uh, remind me that I need to have patience for that kind of stuff. And I'm gonna get better at that. That's all. There was just a, a thing that kind of hit my mind that, um, that I will say things on here sometimes, and I'm not sure if that's what Bev's talking about. I have no idea, uh, but um, that, um, I can just say, hey, just stop doing that, right? Stop watching stuff that you're not supposed to watch. <laughs> stop drinking what you're not supposed to drink. Uh, and people, well, that's easy for you to say. Um, and so I may need a reminder from time to time to say, hey, Andy, it's not that easy for people sometimes to just stop doing stuff. So I, I hope that that made sense. That little rant made sense. Uh, but I just wanted people to know that I'm well aware that I could be saying things that is not that easy for other people to do. But um, for whatever reason, um, I, I don't have that issue. Thank you. Yeah, I love my shirt. This is one of my favorite shirts. All right, so let's get down into money. And I, I'm still interested. I can't wait for Bev to tell me why what I'm telling and saying is wrong. But okay, uh, sex has brought down a lot of corporations. That is true. Sex has brought down a lot of uh, uh, pastors. That is true. Um, sex has brought down a lot of marriages. That is definitely true. And so I don't know what's wrong about that. It's not a bunch of bullshit. That is actually very true. Um, and there's nothing, <laughs> there's no way around it. Um, and, but we do need to protect ourselves. Sex is great, right? But it brings down, it is, it, it's, I put it first because it's probably the most common thing uh, that brings down all these things is, is, um, is stupidity when it comes to that kind of, we, uh, we, we, my son's staring at me. <laughs> uh, you, you, you think in the wrong part of your body, right? You begin thinking with the wrong part of your body and it just, it all goes away. Everything can come crashing down and go away. And it's painful and it lasts for years. And it's because of that one thing. I am not wrong. It is not a bunch of shit. This is true. All right. Now let's talk about money. So money uh, on the next thing is, again, uh, I, I think this is, uh, is obviously is not one of my strengths. I've had, I have a corporation with 500 employees. We were making a couple million dollars on the contracts. Um, and um, 
with the wrong people in place without caring for the money in a, in a proper way, it brings down, again, a, a, a strong corporation. It brings down countries, right? This, this mismanagement of money and what you do with it and what you're giving away and what you, uh, you know, what you're taking in and, all, all, you know, very simple mathematics when it comes to money uh, is uh, everything from the household budget to a, a major country. Uh, and so back to the Orange County Patriot Project is, again, bringing in leadership, uh, politicians who are sound in understanding what it is that we need to do with our money so that we have a strong city, county, state, United States of America. Uh, looking at them as far as these policies, what are your plans for budgeting the money? What are your plans for the school's budget? What's your plans for the infrastructure of the uh, the city and the county and the state. What what is it? What are your ideas? What is it that needs to be cut? What is it that needs to be expanded? Uh, and really honing in on those things. Um, and, and again, another reason we bring this up, or I bring this up, is because those are some of the things that we've just kind of said. Well, they'll just figure it out. We'll just tax more. Let's add another two cents to our taxes. Yes. Uh, how about two more cents to gas? Yes. How about two more cents to um, uh, sales tax? Yeah. <laughs> you just you just keep adding. Okay. At, at some points. Uh, we were at you know the ninety nine percent tax rate, <laughs> and we have no money to spend because we're we're putting so much money to, to cover our asses because we didn't manage the money within the our our municipalities, and so we got to be really we got to come back, people, um, all you voters, everybody that's that's watching as we're building this Orange County Patriot Project is that we need to understand that we need to put people in place that understand that we are not giving away our our the job of the government is not to give people stuff for free. It simply is not to give stuff. It's to keep us safe and to keep our roads, right? There's special things that the government is involved in or should be involved in. And that is keeping our children educated in the public educational program, making sure that we can drive on our roads, that the lights work so that nobody dies in a car crash um, and a, a few other things. But taking care of our, our, our expanded education, our, our, because not everybody goes to college, not everybody uses the money to, to, um, uh, you know, to go to higher university. That, that is our choice once we graduate high school, what it is that we are going to do with our lives as we are moving forward, that our parents save enough money to send to college? Maybe not. Um, what other things are, what other, um, uh, you know, um, scholarships are available? All these kinds of things. But it's not the government's job to pay for these things for us. It is not my job to pay for my next door neighbor's kid who's a loser to go to university and waste the, the money that I make and trying to send him to school and he's a loser, right? The, he needs to earn his own money. The parents need to earn the money for the kid. It is not my job to pay for other children's uh, educational once we go to the higher learning. When we're talking about public school, entirely different thing, right? And so that's one example. It's not my job to pay for other people's food who are too sick, lame, or lazy to work. Right. If they're sick, then we have programs to help people that are sick. Uh, and what is it that they need to get on their feet? What is it that we need to help them? So we have programs that lame people that get injured for a little while. We have disability programs, which are perfectly fine if you would just um, um, put better guards in uh, and, and run them a little bit better. Right. They're, they're poorly run and, 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 and there needs to be a limit at some point. And so how is that going to happen? And then you got lazy people. Screw lazy people. That is their problem. They need to figure it out. I don't care. I get crap for this all the time when I, I I've dealt with homeless for for 21 years as a police officer and even a couple of years after that doing some other programs. And um, many of them are, are drug addict, lazy, loser people that are alcoholics. Now, 
there's plenty of programs we can get them in. There's other things that can be done. Churches have alcohol programs. Um, we can have healthcare programs that need to be in place and that kind of stuff. But there's a large number of people that simply want to be homeless. And we keep giving people things for free. And you get what happens in Los Angeles, San Francisco, um, um, up in uh, the Seattle area, I believe, where they, they said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you free food. We're going to give you free paraphernalia to shoot drugs. We're going to give you a free vouchers for alcohol and we're going to give you free hotels. And so they went from, I'm going to use a, a random number, but I'm just going to use a number just so I can keep this easy, where they essentially went from 100,000 homeless people to 300,000 homeless people. Who did not think that once you begin to give a bunch of lazy drug addict alcoholics uh, free shit stuff that uh, it was going to expand 200 times um, because of that, those types of programs, because people are lazy. There's people that are lazy and you know what? They often didn't use the motel vouchers or the hotel voucher. They didn't want to live in a hotel. They want to live on the street in a tent. Right? And so you cannot, you, you cannot look at what's happening in Los Angeles with the homeless program or in San Francisco with the homeless program and say that the idea of giving people free crap is working. It's not working. It's making the problem worse. They have to have apps again because people are crapping in the street. You look on an app, where is the crap? And you put where crap is on the street so the crap patrol can come pick up the human feces off of the ground. You got business owners that have human feces in front of their business. They got to wash down with a hose before they open up their business. So you, you can't tell me that giving crap away for free is the solution to our community's woes and bringing our community back. It is not. It is enforcement of laws, trespassing, sleeping in public, urinating in public, defecating in public, um, uh, 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 what else is there? I mean, there's a, a ton of them, right? Um, uh, malicious mischief, um, littering, right? Enforcing all the laws, drunk in public. Um, 11.550, being high in public, uh, right? Enforcing those laws. When you enforce the laws, you have a city like Brea. We don't have a homeless problem in Brea. Why? Because they enforce the laws. There's no camping on our streets. There is no um, uh, urinating in, on the sidewalks. There is no defecating on the sidewalk. There is no, uh, it, it, there, there's like three, four homeless people that maybe live in a little corner of something. Or there's going to be three or four. There are always, but not 300,000 like there is in Los Angeles. Right? You're always, you're going to have some, again, you're, we're going to have people that are sick and lame. That for whatever reason, they're crazy, batshit crazy. And we're going to have them. We always have, as long as our, this world has existed. We've had people living in the corners in the darkness under overpasses and that type of stuff. But you create a huge problem by in, by um, encouraging it and, and helping people become homeless by giving them crap for free. So, and in, 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 again, back to the, the program. And that is when we're looking for politicians, city council members and, and mayors and people like that is what is your view on this issue? Are you going to enforce the laws of the land? Enforcing the laws of the land is the most important thing when it comes to dealing with the homeless problem. Um, and I, I would not say that I'm necessarily an expert in this area, but again, I've been dealing with homeless for over 30 years. Uh, I've talked to them. I've arrested them. Uh, I've, I've, I've dealt with them a great deal. I've had conversations. I've sat next to uh, about, I can think about 10 different men and women uh, in my career as a police officer. I sat down, well, how did you end up here? Well, I like it. I, I, I like living on my own. I like living in the park. 
I like living under the Orbaz. Uh, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. I get they, they bring me sandwiches. I mean, the, the, the conversations in most cases are that they just simply don't want to work and they like they like the freedom of not having to work. And they know people will give them crap for free. A large number of them. Uh, some of them have alcohol problems, right? Some of them are batshit crazy. I have had those too. Uh, Carl Whitney uh, probably understands what I'm talking about too. We, we, we talk to these people uh, and they have issues. And there's programs. Again, churches have programs. Um, private, private entities have programs. Um, again, scholarships and things like that. Our government, and this is the difference between what I'm talking about, our government doesn't need to be involved in the giving free crap to people to help them be homeless. That is what they're doing. They're encouraging homelessness in, in these cities. So I hope all that that made sense. As I go. And, and money, again, when we go the other direction, money gets in the way of uh, the Biden family, right? The, the, what's, what's corrupted them most out of anybody if, as we go the other direction of how money corrupts. And that is that we have a leadership that doesn't, uh, you know, that's possibly going to come into place that doesn't care. They don't care what it looks like. They don't care that it's obvious that he's, taking his brothers and his son and put them in positions to take billions of dollars based on who he is, was as vice president and senator of the United States of America. He, they don't care because to them, it's just about the money. The most important thing is the money. It's not about policy for the United States of America. It has nothing to do with that he cares about our country and our constitution. None of what Joe Biden has done as an entire career has anything to do with that. It is, how is it that he can make more money for the Biden family? And, and that is, again, a, a fact. That is true. Uh, and I'm not going to shy away from it because it's obvious. You have to be pretty stupid, right? The Democrats think that Americans are stupid, that uh, we don't know, right? We don't, we don't know that Joe Biden has two brothers that has made millions of dollars in countries where Joe Biden was in charge of some aspect of uh, diplomacy in those countries. And it just so happens that his brothers just happen to make millions of dollars with governmental con or with contracts uh, that has to do with government um, um, relationships where they were able to take that kind of money. Where his son was able to go into China once uh, Joe became in charge of China and he suddenly gets a, a $1.5 billion out of China. Or he got millions of dollars from the, 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 the Russian mayor's wife uh, out of Russia. Uh, and, oh, and also had a contract in the Ukraine where Joe Biden was also in charge of policy within the Ukraine. And, and so they, the Democrats want to think that well, you're so stupid that you don't understand the corruption of money, again, an evil, one of the three evils, um, in the area of how it corrupts. And again, the Democratic Party just wants you to simply believe, ah, oh, this ain't happening. Ignore. Ignore the facts. Ignore what is obvious in front of your eyes. Th this happened. His brother's making millions of dollars. His son making billions of dollars. And then we have emails that say that Joe gets 10% and sometimes 50%, depending on the contract. And they want you to, they want you to ignore it, you American. That is just, there's nothing to see here. We're not going to allow you to see it on Twitter. We're going to delay it, take it down. We're not going to allow you to see it on Facebook. We're going to take it down. All right, just pretend you don't see that. And you, they, they want you to have this guy as our president. And that's okay. All right, so uh, let's ignore that. All right. And then the last thing uh, that we're just going to talk about, this is obvious, and that is power. Uh, we, we know the Democrats, all they want is power, uh, communists, Marxists, um, socialists. It's all about the power. You have a, 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 a small group of people in power who make all the money and all the decisions, right? Pretending that they care that everybody down below is all the same and is all 
equal and all feels good about each other because one person isn't richer than the other, that somehow that is supposed to be utopia. But in fact, what they're doing is that they are making them all powerful with the underlings way down here. And they just are supposed to just abide and get along and don't ask any questions. Don't question us. Don't do anything. But we are in power. And that this overall power, this this power hungriness that they have, this this hunger. You have Nancy Pelosi. If there's anybody right now that, as I was thinking about this over the last couple of days, uh, in the last couple of months, quite frankly, that and, and not, she's an old woman, right? An old woman who has a drinking problem, apparently. That's what I've heard. Um, and some other stuff that she has had the ultimate power. A greater power than the president. A greater power than Congress. A greater power than the Senate. Her alone, all by herself. Her alone, is that a good sentence? Her all by herself. She all by herself has denied Americans the PPP and the um, stimulus money. She alone, one person, one person with all the power. She's hungry with power or full with power, um, stuffed with power. Her, her, she alone, all by herself, has had more power than anybody in our government. She alone has denied millions of Americans <coughs> thousands of dollars. One person denied millions of people thousands of dollars with her finger, with her vote, with her heart, with her head, with her, with her soul, with her de demonic soul. She is a demon. This power, sex, money, power, power. This power, she has the power. She knows she has the power. She's even, strangely enough, she even has people in the Democratic Party who are going, listen, you gotta, you gotta give people the money. What are you doing? You moron, you idiot. What are you doing? She's not what, she hates Donald Trump so much that she doesn't care about the millions of people in the United States of America. She hates Dodge. This is a fight between two people, right? You got Nancy Pelosi. And I know this, I, I may be, you, know, you, you may be thinking I'm completely off base. I've lost my mind, but she, it's her decision. If she said, all right, release the PPP and give the stimulus checks and sign it today, it would be done. It would be done. One woman holding all the power is bringing down our country. So do you see the importance? And I hope this all made sense. And it made sense in my head when I was driving. <laughs> and I came on and said, I have to talk about sex, money, and power and how it's bringing down our country. And again, I don't know what Bev was talking about. I don't care. I don't know what any, you know, maybe somebody else that wasn't thinking that was agreeing. And I'm not saying you have to agree. I'm just saying that when I heard this today for the first time sitting there with my 14-year-old son in church and they were talking about the uh, uh, Modesto Manifesto and the, the, the three things that bring down a, a corporation, a country, a, a family, and that is sex, money, and power. Because power, too, in a family, I didn't talk about that. You know, it's obvious. Like if, if the husband feels that he has all the power and he's like a jerk, it's going to bring down a marriage. All right. And so that's really simple when it comes down to that little micro or macro uh, aspect of these three things. But when you're looking at sex, money, and power, those three things together are all are one all by themselves is going to bring down this country. And when you have a woman like Nancy Pelosi, 
who all by her lonesome, all by herself, more powerful than anybody in our government right now, withholding money. I have been hurting. And I, I, again, I haven't had a job since this COVID thing started, really, uh, in regard to a case. I've had some cases that I've been working on and talking to and that kind of stuff, but nothing's gone forward to I can get paid. <laughs> I've been doing work, uh, but uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's federal government work. It's a lot of other stuff and nothing is happening. What I'm being denied is being denied by Nancy Pelosi. Not by Donald Trump, not by the COVID-19, not by Dr. Fauci, not by um, uh, the CDC, not by Hong Kong, not by um, uh, China. Uh, what I'm being denied right now to keep put food in my, my children's mouths, to keep my business running, my corporation running, what I'm being denied is being denied by Nancy Pelosi. Power hungry. Nancy Pelosi. And the only reason she's not doing it is because she hates Donald Trump. There's no other reason. There's no other logical reason. If anybody could give me another logical reason why she's not releasing that money, it can't be simply because she wants to give a bunch of illegal aliens all the money. That is her excuse. I'm not approving this because she she says she's not approving it because she wants to give illegal aliens money, millions of dollars. Which is like, you could not think of a, a, a better reason. <laughs> it's not like, like, really? That's why you're denying Americans? You're denying Americans money because you want to give millions of dollars to illegal aliens. And since they say no, you're not releasing it. That's the reason why. <laughs> I don't know if that, that is one of the stupid things I've ever heard, number one, but it's also evil. It is evil. She is an evil, horrid woman. My son, my youngest son just walked in at the right time. Stop me for saying stuff. Yes, son. Chill. Oh, my son's telling me to chill. Why should I chill? Because I'm choking? Oh. oh. You're also sweating. I'm also sweating. I am sweating. Tolerance has a new meaning except uh, my bad immoral behavior or your fat. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. A book I'm reading called America's Expiration Date talks about this. All the free stuff and Democrat. Yes. Thank you. I'm going to have to get that book. Awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I will check that book out. Bob Thomas. Hey, Bob Thomas. I see him. Things are manageable when we implemented the broken windows. Yes. Oh, Bob Thomas, please. You're so correct. You're so correct. It's just enforcing these little tiny laws. I mean, we learned this, Bob, in Carl, in, in, in patrol, when all those things. So you just really go out there and just start arresting people for the little petty crap. Because the petty crap leads to the big crap. Right? I don't know how many times that we stopped somebody, you know, because we saw them, uh, you know, lurking around in a, a commercial uh, complex at three o'clock in the morning with no reason, right? Nothing's open. And why are they walking around with a, with a bag in their hand and a screwdriver and a flashlight, right? <laughs> and you stop them because uh, it's just like odd, right? And then you run them, they have a warrant. Well, you, you arrest them for the warrant, which is some, you know maybe some petty theft that they had previously or something like that. But you're you're getting them away from committing the burglary of the night, right? That one stop, that one running their name and their date of birth, come back into a warrant, and putting them in jail is stopping for the moment a greater crime from occurring. So right now they're simply walking around with a warrant out for the arrest, and we're arresting them for that. And you go, well, that's pretty shitty. They were just walk. No, no. These are the little things that keep larger crimes from being committed. When you are patrolling your city and, and, and knocking down these little tiny crimes that are occurring, you're reducing the chances of bigger crimes occurring. It is a fact. It has been done. It was done in New York. That's how they got things under control in New York. 
under the great uh, Mayor Giuliani and um, began changing the way policing was done in New York. And it simply went to a, one of the worst cities on the planet to one of the safest cities on the planet. And it was through the what, what, what Bob just brought out, the broken windows theory. And so, yes. It's a, it, very good, and I'm gl so glad you brought that up. Thank you, Bob. Absolutely right, right, but we ignore broken windows. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the real demon in our government is Moscow, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> uh, fucking wrong. He is the dead holding it up. Uh, shut up. You are so wrong. That is, uh, that is so stupid. It's so stupid. It, it, obviously, you're not reading. You're not paying attention. You're not listening to what is being said. Uh, no. The reason... We're not giving millions of dollars to the, the, the um, illegal aliens. It's just, at some point, right? <coughs> you can talk about, what, can you bring me one of the bubbly things, please? <coughs> um, when, we're, we're, when we're talking about why the Republicans are not allowing Nancy to put through this bill that's giving um, money to illegal aliens, it's because of that aspect. Where do we draw the line? Like, Nancy, we gave money to the JFK uh, 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 art center, right? She wanted millions of, we're in a COVID-19 pandemic and she wants to make sure that you give money to the John F. Kennedy uh, arts. What does that have to do with my business failing or somebody else, a restaurant failing or a, 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 mo a mom and dad who have six kids or two kids or one kid that are not working because their business is closed down because there's, because of the pandemic. What does the JFK center have to do with that? What do I care? Why do I care a bunch of illegal aliens? I don't care. They're not American citizens. So you're an idiot. You're a moron that you're thinking because Mitch McConnell or whoever in the Senate says, well, we're not passing the bill that's giving free shit to people that don't live in our country. That's the very same concept is why we don't give free shit to homeless people. Because it creates bigger problems. We have enough problems with that. We don't need to give more shit to homeless people who are lazy. No, no, we don't. No, no illegal. No, um, whatever other JFK Center. No, all we need the PPP and the stimulus checks. Focus, focus, focus. Moscow, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell. You're a dumb fuck, David Simon. What an idiot. All right, so let's see. <laughs> Sorry, I said the effort. <laughs> They're gonna see like yes. Oh, fired up. Yeah, fake news. Yeah, my fake news bullshit. It is. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I am. I am really the only one who knows everything. Right here, it says right here. It says, I may be wrong, but I doubt it. That's why I put the sign up. I'm absolutely right. Um, it's simple. It, it, listen, Democrats love to be uh, just, just crazy lunatics. They love to be like, well, we're going to add that uh, we also need 300,000 new trees in this bill uh, because it's really important during COVID-19 that the oxygenation of the, uh, of the air uh, based on the uh, cumulative uh, scientific facts is that we need to add that to the bill too. Like at one point, listen, we have a COVID-19 bill. Businesses shut down. People aren't getting paid. People need salaries. What is the bill supposed to look like? Let's get some companies some some money so that they can pay payroll, right? Let's get some uh, money to the um, uh, stimulus that goes directly into the, the the Americans, Americans paychecks so they can pay some bills and buy some groceries. Simple, simple. Don't be an idiot. You're being a moron. It's very simple. 
sign the bill. Mitch will get it. All right, we're giving money to businesses and we're giving stimulus checks to people that need it to pay for food and bills. Sign, done, it would be done. No, but oh, you know what, I forgot. That's also what we need to dismantle and defund police officers while we're doing that. We don't need law enforcement. That has to be in there. That has to be in before we give people money. Why? Why? It doesn't. Separate bill. Bring me the bill for dismantling the funding the cops, separate from the PPP and the stimulus bill. Two separate things. I know, and you're very, very simple. That's not how things work. It's how it has to work today. It's how it works today. Fake news bullshit. You are an idiot. I've never seen such a moron. Oh, yeah, there is another moron, another guy named Mark. That's how he's equally as much of a moron as David is. Uh, but um, it, it, the same stupid uh, stuff it is really crazy. Um, I, I love I love these comments. These are my favorite. As a matter of fact, I love taking screenshots. <laughs> it is no no kidding that he has like a cartoon face, uh, knucklehead, diarrhea bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, common sense. I know the, the common sense, facts, and science, true science, not Democrat science. Democrat science, I don't know what that is. Um, but those three things are, uh, again, I say the kryptonite to Democrats, the demons, uh, is that you cannot deal with just like straight, like, okay, <laughs> let's just give money to people that need it. No, let's first, <laughs> let's first destroy law enforcement. Let's first give a bunch of free crap to people that don't live in our country, and then let's give American stuff. That makes total sense, Simon. <laughs> or David, sorry, whatever your name is. Uh, David, that makes total sense. You are absolutely right. You are one of the smartest people on the planet. Let's give a bunch of BS to people that don't matter uh, before we give it to Americans who live in our country under this Constitution and obey the law. Those people don't count. We don't care about them and their family and their children. They come last in a democratic world. Americans come last in a democratic world. Homeless people, um, um, criminals need to be released from prisons. Police need to be dismantled. We need to no longer, LAPD dismantled their sex crimes unit, completely dismantled their sex crimes unit because that was way more important than dealing with giving people um, their stimulus checks and uh, helping businesses survive. That's that's way more important. Teachers aren't going back to school because, <laughs> because they don't want police. Teachers do not want to go to school. That, that, again, another Democratic uh, Diamond, David, Diamond, Simon thing is that, <laughs> is that, um, that teachers, see, this, I, mean, I just want to go with the logic with David. This is the stupidity of David's, um, also known as Democrats, is that I'm not going to teach your children we are not going to teach your children until you dismantle the police. Explain that. I'll wait. Explain to me how my children don't get to learn math and reading and U.S. history until there's no more police. That is, that is what they said. I'm not making this stuff up. This is the L.A. Teachers Union. That they are not going back to school until the, the police are dismantled and, and, and um, uh, defunded. Um, and I, I, did, I don't know the correlation. <laughs> None of it makes any sense. So what did they do? They dismantled the LA school police. Okay, so now why aren't you educating the children? They dismantled the LA school police. It no longer exists. So that they'll go back to teach the kids. It's democratic logic. It's, it's David logic. It makes total sense.
Total sense. Oh, you bullshit. You're, you're, you're agreeing. <laughs> you're an idiot. You are. That is what you're saying. You're so stupid. All right. All right. So I hope this all made sense. It made sense to David because obviously he's like, like well, you can't talk to Paul about Pelosi like that. Pelosi's an idiot. No, uh, he said Mitch is an idiot. <laughs> no, Pelosi's an idiot. Uh, she's uh, she's holding it back. All right, my friends. I know I went on a large ramp. That was really fun. I, I love I love the, uh, the, the this is really, really good stuff. The Constitution doesn't um, say anything about free shit. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. The Bible says nothing about free crap either. All right. And so the Bible says we need to be strong. We need to be men. We need to be uh, masculine. We need to provide. We need to fight when we need to fight. We need to love when we need to love. God has done everything for us. Right? The government does not do that. The government has a role, simply has a role in our lives. It is up to us to work hard. It is up to us as Americans to take care of one another. When we need to take care of it, we, we need to build businesses. We need to be strong. Um, government has a role. And then we have outside our country. America first. I love that Biden said, no more America first. That really says everything. It says everything that David Simon said is that, is that America is not first. What do you mean America is not first? America comes first. Americans come first. That's it. Oh, here we go. Oh. I'm, you are just full of shit. <laughs> A typical Democrat response. See, it never comes down to fact. You never didn't answer the question. Why do we need to defund the cops before the teachers go back to school? I don't know. Why do we need to give free money to illegal aliens? He doesn't say that. Like, that's way important. That's really important to give free shit to uh, illegal aliens. No, it's you're just full of shit. That's that's the answer. That's the logic. That's the intelligence coming out of Democrats uh, uh, like uh, David. Um, is that it's just it's just stupidity. It is. There is no logic. There is no common sense. It's it's. This is not brain surgery. It's very very simple. This was fun. I needed to get this off my chest. I've been um, you know you know when you're when you're you know down and out <laughs> and you're just like praise God I'm alive. <laughs> Thank God I didn't die. Thank you for bringing me home to my my family and my kids. I'm so happy. Um and uh I it's been a long time since I've been able to vent out some of the the crap that's going on. We know that uh you know the computer system that the, they've used out of Venezuela uh being counted in Barcelona that uh, discounted all the votes for Trump and put in a bunch of votes for um uh what's his name uh, Joe um is um is is a big part of this big mess. We, so all of that uh, you know we, I know all that's going on I didn't want to get on that subject it's been being talked about it's been going through the courts that kind of stuff but really just talking about the simplicity of life of of just simply we just need to move forward with this country um we need to build a strong country we need to understand that sex money and power are the things that are going to get us into trouble and we need to manage those better and we need to find uh, politicians in our government that uh, guard themselves against those things that cause uh, corruption, that cause us um, uh, to lose the things that are important to us morally, right? And um, uh, of, of moving forward with a, a positive country. We are sinful people and we'll always be sinful people. There will always be things going on that we need to guard ourselves from that are going to make mistakes um, and, um, and, and have strong families and strong values and have strong kids um, and those things that we just have to be better Again, what we've done for the last several years, just to close this thing out, is that we've laid down our arms, we've rested, we've ignored, we've not participated, um, we've uh, thought that, you know, let these lunatics get into power for a little while and nothing really bad will happen. Well, we were wrong. We were wrong. We need to wake up. We need to not allow these people to continue um, to take over this country in this Marxist, communist, socialist uh, way because we will lose our country. 
And there's no doubt whether Dave, David thinks so or not, whoever, whoever else is watching, I really don't care because there's, they're, they're obviously, um, there's something wrong with them. There's a, there's, they've hit their head, um, or they were raised without a father. I'm not sure what's going on, but, um, there's, uh, things that, uh, need to change and we need to be more active. All right, my friends, I love you guys, all of you, um, I'll be praying for David and everybody else who um, has a problem with what I said. <laughs> Carl, thank you for watching. Carl, Bob Thomas, great to see you on here. I'm so appreciative that you're on here too. Um, so all of you, um, I'm so interested to see, um, you know, some of these other things that came up that really, really funny. Um, but allow, allowing me to vent and, and kind of get back out on the, on the, on the road here. Um, Rebecca, thanks for, for ch chiming in and Gerardo. And Maureen, there we go. I knew I'd cover all the people. Maureen, nice to have you on here too. All right, my friends, I love you guys. Thanks for allowing me to vent. It feels good. It feels good to vent and uh, to be out and talking about this stuff. Apparently to some people it's BS, but uh, to me, uh, it is truth. Truth, facts, and science are super important uh, that some people seem to have a problem with. And so I'm really, really happy uh, that I've had this opportunity to come speak to you and have fun and, and talk about the things that need to happen. Um, follow Calvary Chapel Chino Hills and Jack Hibbs. He's an amazing pastor. Uh, today, again, we had a great message. If you didn't get a chance to see the message, watch it. Uh, apologetics in regard to why uh, Jesus is the way and the only way um, is a, um, uh, it was a great message today. The apologetics uh, aspect of it with Frank Turek, who uh, taught that part of it. Man, I'm sweating. Um, and, uh, and then the men's was not recorded. That was later on in the day. It was very, just good. To get, it was a room, there must have been, 2000 men in the chapel or in the chapel in the sanctuary um, with Jack and, and Frank talking about, you know, masculinity in the family in regard to fathers and grandfathers and husbands. And it was an, an amazing time. So um, I, it would do you well. Uh, and Carl, you're obviously uh, paying attention to uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills with Jack Hibbs. Uh, but if you haven't um, find them on Facebook, YouTube, and follow Jack. Uh, he's an amazing pastor, teacher, teaches straight from the Bible, and uh, just an amazing, an amazing man. Um, and that's it. All right, my friends. I love you guys. You guys have been great. I love the participation. Don't forget, we got the Orange County Patriot Program project, which is uh, just getting off the ground, getting started. Um, this is a concept that I came up while I was laying in the hospital, <laughs> praying to God, giving me some answers. And the three pillars are God, country, and family. God, country, and family. We're going to figure out how it is that we navigate um, some of the issues in regard to sex, money, and power. And um, uh, the politicians and representatives that we have in our city, states, country, or in our counties. And um, I just want you to join me on some aspect that some more announcements and some URLs will be coming out where you can give me your name and email address and we can begin to do some work in that particular area. And that will be coming up too. All right. Hope this has been good for you. Hope it's been fun. Thanks for those of you that are kind of on the outside watching, looking in. Those of you that are um, new, uh, please subscribe on either the Facebook channel. Um, I have the podcast too. If you go to iHeartRadio or if you go to... Uh, uh, Spotify or any of those places, you'll find my podcast on there too. Uh, if you subscribe to that, that would be amazing. I'm not sure how much longer. A lot of my stuff is getting blocked on Twitter. It's getting a little gray screen that says that this information is whatever. Um, and so all that stuff is happening. It's all good. Uh, we know it's going to happen anytime you speak truth, facts, uh, and science. Um, you're going to get blocked. <laughs> Strangely enough, you speak a lie, perfectly fine. All right, my friends. I love you. God bless. Take care. Bye.